Welcome to Exploring the Scriptures today with Dr. Ron Bartholomew. Today's discussion is taken from 1 Kings, chapters 7 through 11, as he compares the life of Job to that of Solomon. Here's Dr. Bartholomew. Okay, hi class. I think it's interesting that we're studying about the book of Job because I've been feeling like I've been living the book of Job lately. Job was not tried because he was not faithful. He was tried because he was faithful. I think sometimes as Latter-day Saints we, we miss that point. We, we think we're being tried is because we did something wrong. But the scriptures are full of examples of people like Job who are tried not because they're doing something wrong, because they're doing something right. Start with, start with, that, with uh, Moses, Joseph Smith, Jesus Christ, etc. They weren't tried because they were doing anything wrong. They were tried because they were doing something right. And it's sometimes hard to differentiate between the two. But it's important. It's an important distinction to make, and I think it's important for us to talk about it for just a second before we start the book with Job. As you're going to see from the very start, Job is a good man. He's a righteous man. He's living the commandments. But the Lord sees fit, for whatever reason, to let the devil throw every every goop all he's got at him to try to keep him from doing what's right. We're going to see from the book of Job a, a chance for for the Savior's forgiveness. We're going to see a chance for Job to learn, to experience. We're going to see a chance for Job to really have a, a mortal experience. Now, I recognize that I'm talking to a bunch of people that are having mortal experiences. Many of you have confided in me that you're having problems with this, that, or the other thing. Some of you are having problems with family members. Some of you are having problems with friends. Some of you are having challenges in your personal life. I just want to bring my testimony that I know from the book of Job that we have these challenges as part of our training and it's often because we are doing what's right now because we're doing what's wrong I think this is a good place for us to start is the book of Job I need to say one more thing about it before I start before I say, before I say before we send the scriptures Job was a man who did not know about his trials Job was um, a man who was being tried not because he had done anything wrong but rather because he had done so many things right I think that's an important distinction for us to make. Just right there at the start. As you look at the life and the, the, the ministry of Job. Job doesn't know that he's being tried because he did something he's right. All he knows is he's being tried. That is also the case for us. Heavenly Father has sent an angel to tell us, guess what? You're being tried because you're doing the, the right things. We just get sent trials and uh, we're expected to deal with them. So let's look and see how Job deals with his. Now, what I'd like to do today is I'd like to, I'd like to contrast Job with Solomon. Job and Solomon are both really righteous men. Job stays righteous, becomes more faithful. Solomon does not. I think it's a great lesson to be learned here, and that's about trials. Job was tried in, in the worst way possible, every possible way you could think of. His family died. He was personally um, hit with boils and every other problem you can imagine. Solomon, on the other hand, had things good and right and true his whole life. And as a result, uh, he became unfaithful and Job did not. So I think there's a place for trials in life. Now, some of you are listening to this wondering, what happened to Brother Rathani's voice? Well, as I explained in my email, I have 
experienced a trial in my life that has affected my voice. I don't think it's affected what I'm teaching at all, but it has affected my ability to talk. I think that we need to look at Job in that same sense, in that he didn't have his trials because he was wicked or really did anything wrong, but he still had them. And they were real, and they were hard, and they were they were tried and tested him, and he became, he became more better at the end. Hopefully, whatever trial you're experiencing right now in your life, and I know you're all experiencing them, you can see it in the through the lens of Job and not through the lens of someone else. Job was not being tried because he did anything wrong. He didn't try because he did something right. And that's something that we don't have to talk about in the church, which is a very true principle. In fact, that's how the book of Job starts out. The Lord says, There was a man in the land of us whose name was Job. The man was perfect and upright, one that feared God and eschewed evil. Here we learn in verse 1, Job was perfect. He was upright. He feared God. He, he skewed or stayed away from, didn't like evil. And so the Lord said to Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth? A perfect and upright man, one that fears God and excuses evil. The Lord is the one that brought up the Satan. Look at Job. Look how great he is. He's such a great guy. Well, Satan, who was the accuser of the brethren, said, Satan answered the Lord and said, that Job for God for not has I made a hedge around him and about his house and about all that he had on every side. Thou hast blessed the Lord with his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath, he will curse thee to thy face. Satan believed that the only reason Job was being righteous and faithful was because he was being blessed. The Lord believed that because of his blessings he would be faithful, despite whatever happened. And so we have the Lord, we have later on the Lord says, later on after Job is, loses his family, his farm, he loses he loses all of his wealth and he doesn't just lose his wealth, he loses his wealth and his family, he loses both things. He says, quote, and this is this would be tough to say, I, I don't think I'm to this point yet. I'd like to be, I don't think I am. He says, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I turn thither the Lord gave and the Lord taketh away blessed be the name of the Lord and in all this Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly that's pretty amazing to me someone could be that consecrated that dedicated that full of the spirit that they would not curse God and die and everything taken away well later Job's wife comes to him and says what are you are you crazy quote so went forth the Satan from the presence of the Lord, and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Now this is not from the Lord, it's from the devil. These boils are not from the Lord, they're from the devil. And Job took a pot shirt to screw himself with all, and sat down in the ashes, just, there's nothing left. Then says, wife to him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. Interestingly, we will have several people who will tell us the same thing. Maybe people come to us and we'll say them say, when things were good, it was great. Now things are bad. Curse God and die. Learning to love the Lord, despite our weaknesses, despite our, weaknesses, despite our trials, is one of the tests of this life. I bear testimony that that's true. We all have times where it would be easier to curse God and die. But that's when, that's when we're really tested. That's when the real test comes to see what we'll do. Job says, to his wife, 
Thus speaketh is one of the, the foolish women's women speaketh. What? Shall I receive good at the hand of God? Shall I not receive evil? And all this Job did not see with his lips. But what about his heart? He says the right things. What's he feeling inside? That's what we're going to look at in here now. Now Job's three, three friends heard of all this evil that was come upon him. Notice they call it evil. When they heard the evil that had come upon him. It is from the devil. It is evil because it's from the devil. But it's, it's, it's meant to refine Job. It's not meant to be evil. They everyone came from his own place. And they didn't recognize him. They couldn't cover him. He was not comfortable. I think it's so interesting that the three bad guys in this story end up being Job's friends. The reason that they end up having to repent is because they don't understand that the reason Job's having these trials is to prove him true and faithful. Similarly, the worst thing any of us could do is abandon our friends when they're having a hard time. If they're having a hard time because of the choices that they made, they need extra help. If they're having a hard time just because the Lord decides it's time for them to have a hard time, that's when, they need, that's when they need to really be helped and loved and, and nourished even. In chapter 19, we read, Job and Job's, this is Job talking. This is how bad it is for him. He hath put my brethren far from me, and my acquaintances are very rarely estranged from me. My kinsfolk have failed. My familiar friends have forgotten me. They have dwelt my house. My maids count me as a stranger. I am an alien in their sight. I have called my servant. I call my servant and he gave no answer. I entreated him with my mouth. My breath is strange to my wife. Though I entreat for my children's sake of my own body. Yea, young children despise me. I arose and they speak against me. All my inner friends abhor me. And for him they loved I am turned to they I am turned against me. In fact the Lord said about Job in section one twenty one to Joseph while he was suffering in Liberty Jail, quote, Thou art not yet as Job, thy friends do not contend against thee, neither charge thee with transgressions as he is as he did Job. Job has no friends, no family, no support from anyone. He is completely bereft in this lifetime of any help of any kind, which is even worse than Joseph had. Now why did the Lord let this happen to Job? Why did he let Job be so be in a situation where he's suffering so much, has so many friends and family and others who turned away from him. Why does the Lord let this happen to Job? We learn from from this story that part of it is to, to, to test Job's faith. In chapter 13 we read, quote, Hold your peace, let me alone, that I may speak, and let, let come on me my will. Wherefore do I take my flesh and my teeth and put my left my hand? Though he slay me yet, I will trust in him. But I maintain my own eyes before him. Job says, even if the Lord kills him, he'll still trust in him. He shall be my salvation, for him it shall not come for him. Job sees the Lord as his salvation, even if he dies in the process. That's great faith. I wish I had the faith of Job. I've tried to have it. I wish I had it. Here's a man who realizes, even if he dies, even if the Lord kills him, he'll still have faith in the Lord. He'll still trust him. In section 19, verse 25 and 26, Job says the following, these famous words, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand in the latter day upon the earth. And though my skin, though after my skin, worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. Job knew and understood the resurrection. He understood he would be resurrected and see the Lord face to face, even if he died in the body. In chapter 28, we have 
Job, revealing how difficult this trial is for him. He says, But where shall wisdom be found? Where is the place of understanding? Man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of the living. The depth saith it is not in me, the sea saith it is not in me. It can't be gone for gold, neither shall it be weighed for the price thereof. It can't be valued with the gold of offer, and with the precious onyx, or with the sapphire. The golden crystal cannot equal the exchange of it, shall not be for jewels of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of pearls, for the price of wisdom is above, is above rubies. Job was learning for himself that the price of wisdom is higher than all anything that the earth can pay for. Where is the place of understanding? Seeing it is hid from the eyes of all the living and kept close from the fowls of the air. Destruction and death say. Dr. Bartholomew asked that we reference the scriptures that are pertinent to Job versus Solomon. We look to 1 Kings 1 and 8, where we learn that Job is good. 1 Kings 1, 9 through 11, the accuser of his brethren, as referenced in Revelations 12, 10. What does Satan accuse Job of? Are we guilty of this? And verses 21 and 22, and in second chapter, verses 7 through 11, chapter 13, verses 13 through 16, and chapter 19, 25 and 26, talks about the faith of Job. We encourage you to take a look at those scriptures and reference them. The points that were brought out in today's lesson for review, that no matter what happened to Job, he persevered and he endured to the end. And Job 42, 1 through 3, we don't need to understand our trials to endure them well. And if we keep praying for revelation answers, but wait patiently upon the Lord. Great insights into the Old Testament today in this. Join us again next week as Dr. Bartholomew will continue with his discussion of the Old Testament.